hey, that's Rikishi. Exactly. I, I I know. I can already hear it. I can already hear it. Because you're round and brown. What is going on? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to is spelling key like in general or is if, there you're, specific if, you're, if you're spelling a name for instance a wrestling name if you're spelling a wrestling name yeah. is it key i think in any instance spelling is important because it could be the difference between two entirely different words two entirely different people two entirely different places everything okay so l- l- let me give you an example real quick I'm watching a a Pokemon YouTuber. His name is Madrybred, MDB. Guys, follow him. (laughs) Really good. Um, And he names most of his Pokemon after wrestlers. Nick Aldis, FTR. He he named uh, Dash and Wilder. It was like, so I'm watching one of his videos with one of his friends. And he named his, his Pokemon Okada. But he spelled Okada... O-K-A-T-A, not O-K-A-D-A. Later on in the videos, later on in the videos, uh, because it's like 24 videos, he's like, I don't know how to spell. It's in my Twitter handle. And I'm just like, "Mm, okay. I love the fact that he's... That's lazy. That's a cop out, though. Because, like, if you care about wrestling enough to name your Pokemon after a wrestler, you can't take two seconds to look up how to spell the dude's name. It's all in good fun. I'm just shouting out, like, I, I've literally been watching this guy for the last three weeks. But I'm we're not we're, we're not here to talk about my dry bread. We're here to talk about grapples to apples on SoundCloud.com slash grapples to apples. It's grapples the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play Music, we are on iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As you shall. I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very sweaty, Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, the General Shades, joined by... The grapples to apples, world champion. My hetero life mate. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. Thrill. Yes, sir. Papa, we got a lot. Yeah. I'll, this, may, this may very well be a two-hour episode today. So strap on your seatbelts, because it's about to get ugly and ugly fast right after this bell so last week started the incredibly just encompassing hashtag speaking out where people all over the wrestling industry are speaking out against those who have sexually abused or engaged in sexual misconduct in the wrestling business against them we had you know people getting fired and stripped of championships left and right uh, David Starr, people were accused in the WWE like Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin. So, unfortunately, this hasn't stopped. 
there has been more accusations lobbied against more wrestlers. One of them, who I think we can pretty much say, it's safe to say their career is essentially over. And that would be one of the biggest stars in independent wrestling over the last five plus years. And that would be Joey Ryan. So Joey Ryan, who ironically, unironically, is known as the penis wrestler, um, owns bar wrestling, you know, was a huge uh, component for teaching wrestlers how to make money off of merch, uh, someone who's meant a lot to the wrestling business as a wrestler, has had, if I'm not mistaken, over 15 different people make allegations against him and it's as a result of course impact wrestling has released him from their contract um bar wrestling has been shut down uh being the elite the youtube channel that is hosted and run by the young bucks uh they have or they are in process of pulling all Joey Ryan centric episodes from the channel. Um, it's just, it's, it does not look good for Joey Ryan at all. And some people are like, well, duh, look at his gimmick, but I would have hoped that a gimmick is a gimmick, you know, like I mean, the undertaker is uh, Mark Calloway is the undertaker, but you don't see him digging up bodies. Exactly. Exactly my point. You know, I took it for what I took it for what I thought it was. I thought it was just a gimmick. And unfortunately, that this has clearly become not the case. Um, Now, one of my questions when all this came out about Joey Ryan was Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae was a tag team partner for joey ryan for years on the indie scene they the two of them in pwg were like you know top billing over there so on twitter someone asked candace larray you know her thoughts about the whole situation and i'm going to paraphrase here because i don't have the, the tweet in front of me but she said you know to all of those who are who have spoken out you know uh, i feel bad i'm sorry you know i'm i'm i support you and all that uh, she says she never knew that Joey Ryan was doing any of this stuff, that she feels betrayed and appalled and basically just denying that she knows anything and completely just throwing Joey Ryan under the bus. Now, I'm not saying that in an accusation that she does know anything. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like that's that's that was her approach. She's, she completely said, I don't know nothing about this. If this is true, he's scum. And I'm sorry. So it's just crazy that Joey Ryan such a prominent name in the indie scene gone i mean if he's a piece you know pos then yeah. good riddance you know oh for sure 100 percent. i mean the accusations for joey ryan have been as minimal as you know i don't want to say this i'm not saying minimal in terms of to minimize anyone's experience but as something as like he just flashed somebody or there's a different account of him um, being suggestive about 
fooling around to straight up just, you know, the worst that you could think of. So one of the issues that we spoke about last week was this hitting mainstream media. And yeah. it's not it's not running crazy over mainstream media, but uh, Sports Illustrated, CBS News, they're all uh, news clippings about the sexual allegations that are running rampant in professional wrestling right now. Right. And it's great for the victims. Yes, I agree. It is a black eye for the business. 100%. Because this is something that... This is something that, like... You see sexual misconduct happen in different sports, and it's sprinkled in here or there. You know, some domestic abuse, some Mm -hmm. uh, DUIs or whatever. But to have multiple wrestlers over multiple companies have this issue yeah it's it, it's it's rolling downhill it's snowballing downhill and it's building up speed big <clears> names <throat> are getting caught up it getting caught up in this and we'll, we'll get through so so like i said buckle up because it's going to be a bumpy ride for the foreseeable future for wrestling fans sure and that's one of the so like selfishly as a wrestling fan i was like yo we don't need this you know like we already wrestling fans already take a hit just for being wrestling fans absolutely if this catches wind like sure it's on sports illustrated and cbs news on their websites in a little tab in the corner if this starts to pick up like real momentum in the news outlets it's like oh yeah by the way not only is wrestling fake but you're all rapists it's like yo come on man like selfishly i don't want this however if this is clearly going on and clearly it's been going on Mm -hmm. it has to get out the only way for it to get better and for it to get cleaned up is for something like this to happen is for it to just all you just gotta blow it all up you know, that's yeah. the only way to do it. You get rid of the scum who are either in the locker room or, as we've seen, promoters, people in power, bookers, because it's not just wrestlers. You know, there's there's talks of groomers, you know, the promoters and, and bookers who are grooming these young because the majority of these accusations are being made by people who are minors or underage or very young at the time, mm-hmm. you know. These people have got to go. And the only Absolutely. way it's going to happen is if it comes out to the light, yo, this person is scum, that person is scum, that person is scum. So while it sucks and it's a major black eye to professional wrestling and to us fans, it's the only way to go. Like, we, this needs to be blown up. And in that sense, like, every time that – every day that it's not in the mainstream media, it's both, like – a sigh of relief, but also a clenched fist. It's like, we gotta blow this up because I feel like the same way that like WWE swept, you know, Hogan's racism under the rug and the way that, you know, these things happen and they swept them under the rug. I feel like the only way this is going to get better is this has to get blown up. It's the only way. It's the only way. But blowing it up is not 
it, it's not conducive to like their brand, like the wrestling brand. Like you said, wrestling fans are basically the redheaded stepchild of sports fans. Sure. Oh, it's not a real sport. It's it's fake. It's all predetermined. Blah 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 blah. We've heard the stories for years. Yeah. You have names uh, like Michael Elgin who are being accused, Dave Christ being accused, and we're going to get like further into details. We're not just going to mull over this. The biggest name of them all so far is Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Who was being accused by Terry Reynolds, former wife of Dustin, you know, Dustin Rhodes, that he revealed himself to her while they were mm-hmm. working together. So it's just it's it's not just it's it's not just like little people here and there. It's not just minors. It's it's literally throughout the entire landscape. Yeah. And this this may it's not gonna sink professional wrestling. No, I don't but it's it's going to it's going to do what the steroid scandal in the mm. late eighties, early nineties did, and that's going to set them back a long time. You know what? In the public eye, yes, but in the industry, it's only going to make things better. Absolutely, but it's tough inside the industry. You're protecting these women, one hundred percent, and men, and, and that- men. And men. And men, because Keith Lee came out and seeing mm-hmm. he was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it's this, the, the health and safety of these workers that, that's important. I don't care if, if AJ Styles came out next week with allegations. Oof. That's it. I'm throwing out all my AJ Styles merch. Yeah. Nah, I'm boxing it up until like he gets really convicted, and Stop. then <laughs> like, I'm not gonna make a you know accusations aren't convictions, you know like no, but, but, charged. We, do, but we do need to stand behind the uh, the victims first, and then hope not hope, but you know like I was watching a YouTuber talking about this earlier today, and and his stance makes a lot of sense to me is you stand behind those who are accusing first because at the end of the day. It's a lot better to stand behind someone who turned out to be a liar than to stand behind someone who turned out to be a rapist. Absolutely. Agreed. 100%. So, you know, of course, of all of these accusations, 100% are not going to be legit. In fact, I was listening to um, Wrestling Observer Radio and Melcher was saying that he knows for a fact that there's at least two people who are being targeted just for the sake of being targeted. And so, a hundred percent of these accusations. He didn't say. He didn't say name names. No, he didn't name names. But um, a hundred so so a hundred percent of these accusations are not going to be a hundred percent true. Like we we have mm-hmm. to know this. But at the same time, I mean, I'm just beating a dead horse now. I'd rather believe the victim, and then at the end of the day, if it turns out they're a liar, well, then I'm sorry, I believe the liar. Then. Stand behind the accused and be like, no, 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 they couldn't have done it. And then if it comes out that they actually did it, oh, sorry, I defended a rapist. You know? Yeah, yeah I, I'm more of a watch from the sidelines kind of guy. Sure. Where, whereas I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, side with the accuser 
or you know the accusee mm -hmm. that's even proper terminology mm -hmm. i just want to sit back i'm not choosing sides i want to see how this unfolds sure and if the you know the accused did what they actually did pos no good for our the, the business he needs to be blackballed he or she needs to be blackballed 100 and vice versa yeah. if the, the accuser comes out and everything they say what they were saying was a lie they need there needs to be there needs to be repercussions mm -hmm. for false allegations mm -hmm. let's, let's i agree let's, oh i agree i agree because you're ruining someone's life with these allegations I mean, legally in the justice system, it's there. You can be arrested and tried for false uh, for false reporting a, a crime, especially mm -hmm. something like this. But nine times out of ten, that's never done. Yeah, because the the person who was accused just wants to be rid of this whole situation. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, you're right. You're right. The, if if someone's caught flat out lying about this, there needs to be repercussions one way or the other. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not enough that it, oh they they just won't wrestle ever again. No, there needs to be jail time. Yeah. Cuz yeah. you're you're potentially ruining someone's life. Yeah. Yeah, because someone like Joey Ryan to to go back. We're talking about like if his career's over, what what does he have left? You know? There are some of these wrestlers who are obscure enough that if they get accused but cleared or whatever the case is but never work in the business again they can maybe find work as a regular joe you know but I, is joey ryan are you gonna catch him working at like a jiffy loop you know what i mean like i don't i don't know <laughs> no oh that's, that's a poor, sorry it's sorry, a poor job sorry. it's such a poor job come on man <laughs> i'm sorry that was totally not intentional i'm sorry <laughs> that's not i'm i my first thought was McDonald's, and I was like, "No, I picked a Joey Ryan in a McDonald's uniform. That was ridiculous." And so, when the know. hell have you even seen a Jiffy Lube in Brooklyn? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know why I came. I don't know. I thought of. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I could have said AutoZone. I don't know why I said Jiffy Lube. I have no idea. You know why you said Jiffy? Lube. <laughs> no, I swear. I swear it just came out. Oh my god. Anyway, wait. No, let's let's stay on topic here. <laughs> so. Part of the so part of the like we were talking about um um how to how to approach those accused those not accused is when we find ourselves in gray area. So the gray if we have some gray area in the story of one of the bigger names, uh, bigger than Joey Ryan. Uh, yes. Right, arguably, I would say arguably bigger than Joey Ryan. Yeah, um, no, nah, he's he's definitely bigger than Joey Ryan. You think so? He's part of BC. Yeah, but Joey Ryan's been doing this for like a decade plus. Yeah, but Marty, oh, he's more over. Uh, I, I, okay, anyway, I looked anyway. the bag just now. <laughs> My bad. So, <laughs> so Marty, yeah, way to be. So Marty Skrull has also been accused of, I guess I would call it sexual misconduct and so this is where i'm talking about gray area so a young lady uh tweeted that back when she was 16 she was working for hold on let me find it here i want to say ifw that's not right 
IPW, sorry. She was working for IPW and was at a party where she met Marty Skrull. Now, long story short, because I'm this, this this tweet is like forever long. Um, long story short, she was at this party, was drinking, and her and Marty, you know, got engaged sexually. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe she performed oral sex on him, and he was expecting it to go further when her friend busted in and was like, "Yo, chill out. What are you doing?" She's 16 and drunk. You're scum. Let's go. So. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. So. Like, you're a villain. Why are you doing this? Stop. Like, <laughs> Talk about living the gimmick. Stop it. That gives me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that's poor taste. That's, yeah, that's not nice. But, um, so this is where I'm talking about gray area. So apparently where this took place, I believe it was in the UK, the legal age of consent is 16. So she's of the legal age of consent. So the only question is whether or not she was sober enough to consent to sex. Uh, I mean, if, if you just take her at her word, then, you know, Marty committed some level of of rape because she was too drunk to consent so even though there wasn't penetration sex oral sex still counts so i don't know however again there there was consent though i mean is consent consent no because you can you can be drunk but have the wherewithal to know what you're doing right I mean, you know, you and I have partaken in an adult beverage or, you know, one or two or you know, sure. 15, you know, we've we've been not of the right mind. Sure. But I've never filleted anybody, you know, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not defending Marty. I'm not I'm not um, right. shunning right. the girl. Don't get me wrong. I'm not doing it. Please, like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, uh, I believe Bizzle was talking to us during this week, and he was just like that the legal age of consent is 16 in mm-hmm. uh, Europe yeah. or England. Right. And although scummy move, because he's in his mid-20s, to get oral sex from a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, that was my take on it, yeah. It's, he, he did not commit a crime, you know? Right. So I was listening to, back to, you know, gray area. I was listening to Rustic Observer Radio again, and I forget who was, there's more than just Meltzer and Ryan Alvarez on the show. There's a couple other guys, and I forget who it is. But um, one of the guys was saying, he's like, you know, legal or not, he's like, as a man, I take issue with Marty Skrull being in his mid-20s and engaging with a 16-year-old girl at a party who's drinking. So... That's where I'm talking about gray area. I, I feel similar to him in the in the sense of like, yo, what are you doing? But then at yeah. the same time, I do understand um, if it's le- like, you know, if it's legal consent, that's legal consent. Right. And then it's just a matter of does age matter? But then you like, does legal make it right? 
I don't know. It's tricky. Like if your parents are 10 years apart and they meet when one is 25 and the other one's 35, not a big deal. But if one's 15 and one's 25, is that a big deal? Like it's gross. There's, there's, it's a, it's it, always a double standard though. Like for a man to, to go after a younger woman is, oh, yeah. is gross. But if a guy, in a, if a, a, a male is 16 and a woman is, you know, 24, 25, He's a pimp. Oh, he can get older girls. Blah blah right, blah. There, there's right. always a double standard. And she's know? a cougar. She's a cougar. Oh yeah, she's a cougar. She's hardly a cougar. She's still a baby. She's 25. But, I, I know, but I'm but saying. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But no, you're you're right. There is that double standard, and that double standard has always kind of existed in terms of how we view, you know, men versus women, and 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 sexuality in general, but. Mm-hmm. This is, I don't know, like I said, this is where we get into gray area, you know? I personally, I lost, I've lost respect for Marty Skrull because of this. Do I hold him in the same regard as Joey Ryan, who, like, now I'm ashamed to ever be like, yeah, I was a Joey Ryan fan when I was, like, going bananas at All In when he did the, the whole penis druids. Like, now I feel, like, now in hindsight, I'm like, dude, what the bleep? No, it's not the same. I don't hold Marty in the same regard as Joey Ryan. But I don't know that I look at Marty Skrull the same if I'm watching a show and he just comes on TV and is just like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to pop. I love Marty. I'm not going to lie. Um, again, if he did something legally wrong, not morally wrong, different story. Right. I get you. I get you. I hear you. And, like, you know, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not throwing out that my point, not throwing out my villain enterprises shirt, you know, just because he, you know, was filleted by a, a younger girl. If, if the legal age of consent is the legal age of consent, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it, again, morally wrong? Some people, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> he's the ultimate opportunist. Oh, God, just, stop. Stop. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh my like god! He's, he's, he did nothing illegal, so. You and know. and and that's the thing here is that like he even says in his tweet, he's like, you know, I thought it was all consensual. I'm sorry, you know, um, and and he goes and defends her, like, don't attack her, you know, she's speaking her truth, so on and so forth. I mean, it was a well crafted tweet. I don't know if it was sincere, but it was super well crafted. Like it was the perfect thing to say kind of tweet but you know if you're engaged in something that you think is legal and you have more no moral objection to then why wouldn't you you know so i get i get it from his perspective i get it from the perspective of someone who's going to defend that perspective i just it's again gray area we go from the extremes to this just either way the whole thing is gross the whole movement, the whole scene that's happening in the industry right now is just—it's horrible. It's, it's and it, and it goes deeper. Yeah, we're, we're not at the beginning here. Yeah, I'm 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 scared of how far. I mean, we already got to um, we got as deep as Jim Cornette. We've we've touched the biggest of the big in the indies. We've touched one of the biggest names in wrestling history. We like. How much deeper does this go? Like, I'm so horrified 
to be to turn on you know to turn on my laptop or my phone and scroll through the news and you know Chris Jericho accused of blah 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 Diamond Dallas Page accused of blah 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 Stone Cold The Rock you know any of these the Undertaker any of these like wrestlers that I I loved so much from you know my younger years till now man if uh, oh man I'm so horrified of what I'm what's gonna come on you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like you were I'm worried. Thing. Oh man, uh, I, 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 I'm afraid to go on Twitter now, just to, like, oh man, who, who's getting called out now? You know, yeah. like, yeah, um, like, like I said, uh, with, like Michael Elgin and, and David Christ, or Christ was it Christ? Christ, Christ, Christ. <laughs> whatever. Uh, he was part of OVW, right? Not OVW. Yeah. OVO or whatever that... I don't know o- what the hell o- Sammy o- Callahan's... O- Sammy Callahan's stupid group is. <laughs> um, he, like, yeah, he was yeah. fired. Yep, he gone. I didn't even know he had allegations out. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like... There's allegations against Dave, Dave Christ... And then they they suspend Michael Elgin because they're investigating his allegations. I understand that Dave Chris's uh, contract was coming to a close, mm-hmm. so might as well just yeah. fire him as opposed to to wait it out. Mm-hmm. But dude, keep that same energy, you know, no, with Michael I Elgin. Agree. I agree. I agree. I one hundred percent fire agree. him also. And from what I heard, so I, was talking, I was talking to a customer today who's a huge wrestling fan. Whenever he comes in, we you know, we chop it up, and he was saying that these allegations against Elgin are nothing new. That apparently um, there was accusations made from in the past of him trying to take advantage of a trainee, and it's like if that's the case, why is this man still? Yeah, a hundred percent. Why is this man still in any wrestling ring? Like he's got to go. That that fatal five way at Slam Anniversary needs one less competitor. 100% he needs agree. to go. Mm-hmm. He needs to go. Ain't 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 no two ways about it. Especially if he has past history. Especially if he has past history. Getting called out. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Hold on, I might have some interesting news here. Oh boy. Uh, well, it's a good no, 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 no new names, no new names. However, it looks like in the in the in Michael Elgin, um, he may not be in another match in the ring for Impact, but apparently he was in a fight backstage. Oh, nice. Fightful Select have now reported that a backstage fight between Michael Elgin and former world champion Sammy Callahan has broken out. Huh. That's it? I'm, I'm trying to read more. I'm trying to get some more info. Uh, I mean, um, like, w- w- what happened there? You're a rapist. Uh, screw you, Birdman. <laughs> Birdman. Wasn't yeah. Solomon Crow right? He was Solomon Crow in, yeah. in NXT. Yeah, came out with a video camera, like a little voyeur. Speaking yeah. of like like sexual misconduct, you know, a little Stop. peeping Tom Solomon Crow was. 
not Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan is stand-up citizen. So it looks like the suspension was twofold because the news of his allegation broke out at around the same time as this fight. Huh. Fightful has learned of a physical altercation involving Impact Wrestling stars Michael Elgin and Sammy Callahan. Fightful was told that the two recently were setting up a match that also involved Ken Shamrock and disagreed on how the match would start. Uh, the disagreement escalated to the point where the two ended up fighting and Scott Demore had to step in. Not that it's related, but Impact also related a statement that he'll no longer appear in programming. So he was pulled, and it looks like the suspension was twofold. Yeah. So that's one less competitor in the Slammiversary, now down to a fatal four-way match between... Uh, Ace Austin, Trey Miguel. Uh, I don't remember the last competitor and Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Well, hmm. not so sure about that. We might be looking at a triple threat. Oh, do tell. Segway. So, the. World the Impact World Championship has officially been vacated because Tessa Blanchard has been fired. Not that she could be fired, but her contract was terminated with Impact Wrestling and stripped of her Impact World Championship. So this comes on the heels of her not appearing at any tapings following the COVID outbreak, which is understandable. But apparently they had asked her to cut a few promos from wherever she is just for the sake of providing material for their ongoing programming. She was scheduled to appear Slammiversary and she never submitted a single thing. And apparently there had been issues and an icy relationship between her and Impact Building ever so much since the pandemic outbreak, uh, you know, hit. And so they have terminated her contract and stripped her of her Impact World Championship. Damn. (laughs) Now, this is an interesting story for many reasons. Tessa Blanchard is arguably one of the top female professional wrestlers in the industry. Yeah. Also happened to make headlines by becoming the Impact World Champion. However, as shown here, she has somewhat of a reputation throughout the industry. So. Bit of a diva. Yes. So, with that being said, the question now remains. What happens to Tessa, and where does Tessa go from here? I mean, Dad's in AEW. She would bolster that division so quickly. Tessa's immediately in the the main event picture for the Women's Mm -hmm. Championship. She goes to AEW. But then we said, like, on previous episodes... You won a major men's championship in one company. Uh, maybe you don't want to go back down to wrestling against women. You know, mm. maybe 
oh, that's a, that's a step back. Like my brand now is I can face the men. So I want to face the men. Give me Moxley. And then Moxley slams it through a barbed wire table. And, <laughs> and then we got domestic abuse allegations <laughs> against them. Oh, I mean, my first thought, like like you just said, was AEW because they need her maybe more than she needs them. Um, but I don't know that Tony Khan wants to deal with that. Tony Khan seems like someone who doesn't want to deal with bad apples, and she seems to be a rotten one. Well, he had a a spoiled apple in his bunch, and he didn't know it. Right, but he didn't know it. And as soon as it came out, what did he do? Put send him to rehab. Yeah. Tessa Tessa, like it's no surprise. It's not news to anyone that Tessa, you know, is not exactly locker room friendly. She does ruffle the feathers of certain people in the locker room, correct, but there's only like four people in AEW's women's division, so you can't ruffle that many feathers, right? Haha. Ha. I mean, they have quite a few women there, just no one of name or status. I mean, Hikaru Shida is their women's champion. Correct. Britt Baker's on the shelf for another probably six months. Her role model thing is hilarious. Oh, it's great. The work Britt Baker's doing right now is just top notch. She took what what Bailey was doing and just turned it up mm-hmm. to a hundred, mm-hmm. and is doing it in a way that is comical heel work, not just obnoxious heel work. Like where she's you, a- you want to turn off Bailey, where with Britt Baker you want to turn it up. Yeah, and Bailey's got her Karen haircut. And she's just complaining the whole time. Yeah. And Britt Baker's coming out in a Rolls Royce wheelchair. Amazing. Because she's a role model. Amazing. 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 Amazing wordplay. Amazing. But, um, I mean, her only options are AEW and WWE. <sighs> and... WWE is tricky because of her past relationship with Ricochet. Not cool. that WWE exactly. I'm gonna say not that WWE cares about Ricochet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't. I mean, she ain't gonna wrestle for anybody anytime soon. If she's the world champ, she was the world champion for Impact, and she didn't show up to work. So she's waiting for this COVID thing to blow over. Right. I mean, currently she's still signed to AAA and to uh, Women of Wrestling. Or. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Triple A. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this woman's going to do. I don't know what promotion's going to. It's so tough. Like, when you have someone who's so talented, but is such a problem in the locker room, you know, it's like. Ugh. I don't know. I would not want to be either Tony Khan or know, Triple H. I don't want to say Vince McMahon, but it's Vince. It's not Triple <sighs> H. Let's let's be honest here. 
Yeah, but Vince doesn't care. Vince has no... He doesn't care. He'll hire her. Vince will hire her in a heartbeat, but he'll hire her to, like, NXT at, like, a performance center contract. Yeah. Tessa wouldn't take that, though. 100%. Tessa's going to want to go straight to the main roster and go head-to-head with Charlotte. Well, speaking of which... Oh, oh. She can't... She can't go head-to-head with Charlotte because Charlotte has been written off TV with a arm attack from Nia Jax. Now, we don't know if this is a shoot. We don't know if it's kayfabe. It is Nia Jax, after all. She <laughs> may have actually hurt her. You're such a jerk. <laughs> Charlotte Flair was written off TV this Monday night. She's going to be having surgery in the near future, but they have not disclosed what surgery she's having possibly to lower her bus size because lord knows it's gotta happen i mean all jokes aside i think that's what it is we're um, getting dangerously big i mean yeah but um uh augmented breasts need to be um they require maintenance every so often so i What's, would not be surprised yeah. if that's what this is we got to change the the insert every 10 years yeah. They have expiration dates. Right. But <clears throat> what I'm hoping for Charlotte is that if she's having breast augmentation, like lower the size by a lot. You're 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 way too big for stuff that you do. And maybe that's why she wants them that big. I mean, I don't know. If look, I'm I'm not about it, but if she's happy and I'm not this happy, then I guess whatever. She's like C. <laughs> oh, you want a C cup? No, 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 no. C. C. <laughs> Me gusta. <laughs> Me gusta C. You, you like yes? Yes. 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 I like yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, what so, have we become? <laughs> uh... <laughs> We've turned into what culture wrestling? Oh. Hey, they get a lot of views. I'll take it. They suck, though. I'm Simon Miller. Here's why. That's a bad Simon Miller impression. That's a good Simon Miller. Come on. That's not. That's uh, pretty good. You're, you do Pachiti well. Yeah, but Pachiti is so random. Pachiti, like, I have to, like, it just comes out. If I think about it, yeah. it comes out terrible. Yeah. So let's let's move on to something that is major for the WWE. Amid the reports, Fox News is scaling back in the production, week, the weekly production of WWE Backstage. Uh, it looks like the show may not return at all. Yep. So all that money you gave CM Punk. Burps. So sad. Ratings have fallen between uh, below 200,000 viewers since debuting... And oftentimes dips below a hundred k because the show's not worth watching. They call First it backstage, all, but they do nothing back. Like there's no inside. There's no real backstage. Nothing. It's just people in a chair talking about the week of wrestling that was. Like I don't need this. Yeah, I mean. They're not in a good time slot Tuesday night at 11 p.m. on FS1. Very fair. Very fair. 
but you know that if they're called backstage and they actually showed any of the backstage machinations, it would do better viewing than this. No, it wouldn't because wrestling fans don't give a crap about that. Oh, you're that's a lie. That's so come on, dude. When they do their their documentaries, when they strip back the curtain, those do gangbusters. People yeah, want but- to see what goes on backstage, especially in WWE with how crazy it is. All the rumors of how Vince runs things, such a big company like that with the stars that they have, wrestling fans would eat this stuff up. Yeah, but not every week. It's less is more. When a documentary comes out like that, you got to see the uh, the Undertaker's last ride, which I'll be getting to in a couple of seconds. That peeled back the curtain on one of the most mysterious characters yeah. of all time. 100% true. That worked. Peeling back the curtain on a Renee Young and Booker T. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying backstage should have been about what actually goes on backstage. Not just Booker, Renee, Mark Henry, and, you know, insert wrestler here talking about Twitter and, you know, fake promo battles. Like, that's, like, I don't want to watch that. I I don't care. But if you tell me about something that actually happened backstage, oh, I want to hear that. I want to see that. I don't know. What do I know? So, looks like backstage is going off of the air completely, which things is going to be people who are losing their jobs, um, production people who are losing their jobs. You know, people like Renee and Booker, they're fine, but the people who actually work on the show, they're out of a job now in the middle of a pandemic, which things. But hopefully, they land back on their feet. Um, speaking of. Renee, she tweeted earlier this week. She said, first, I lose my show. Now I have COVID. So it turns out that Renee Young has tested positive for the coronavirus for COVID-19. She has been basically um, bedridden this entire time. So she's been... I mean, obviously, she's going to be off air, but it's also going to have a trickle-down effect elsewhere, and there's also more going on with this whole uh, pandemic and WWE and how she got it. What do I know? (sighs) You don't know. I don't know. But what we do know is that 24-plus employees, performers, and staff for the WWE, have tested positive for the coronavirus. So to reflect America and our spiking numbers of COVID-19, the WWE is also seeing a spike in COVID activity within their ranks. And <clears throat> this, the, the one thing that like worries me now is, yes, Renee Young has it, but who is her husband? Exactly. John Moxley. Exactly. Her husband is the top champion for arguably their biggest competition. What does AEW do now? 
because well, Moxley has pulled himself from any future bookings right now. Obviously, first and foremost, you, your your entire life is your wife. You know, unless you have kids. Yeah. Um. Does this mean they're gonna take the belt off of him? Does this mean like I, again? There's a two week period that you're battling COVID. You know. Mm-hmm. What does AEW do here? You know. So this is why, like, I've I've been very upset with the way WWE's been handling their stuff, and this is a major reason why. Because since COVID broke, they have not been testing anybody. It's all just been fever checks. So they finally start testing because one of their staff members tests positive, and now they're finding all these positive tests. Well, duh. Good job. Now that you've already ignored all the all the 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 CDC warnings and all these other things, after you already refused to let people come into your building if they have masks on, now you have 24-plus people, including Renee Young, who have tested positive. So now Renee, potentially, most likely, is going to go ahead and infect her husband, who is, like you said, the top champion. That's not, not guaranteed, but yes, it's not, yeah, that's what it's I said. a likelihood. That's what, that's what I said, most likely. Going to infect her husband, who is working for another company. So now AEW is now going to suffer the consequences of WWE's actions. And that's messed up. Unless they keep Moxley off of air. Which is what they're doing. For as long as they can. The problem is he's now in a program with Brian Cage. Brian Cage cannot carry a a promo. uh, Not a promo. A, a feud by himself a la Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker. Yeah. The good thing is, is unlike WWE, AEW is very transparent about COVID. When Moxley was supposed to be on the show this week and QT uh, Marshall was supposed to be on the show this week, they had no problem addressing the fact that they were both off the show because of corona concerns. So I expect them completely... To just have to, you know, they're just going to say it. You know, because of COVID concerns, John Moxley is, is, was pulled from Fighter Fest. And, you know, he will defend his championship as soon as he's back. I, I don't then, like that. And you'll <clears> have to trust Taz to cut promos for the next three weeks when Moxley comes back. No, I don't like that. Why not? Why not? But I, give me, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Okay, so right now with AEW and WWE, I get real WWE, WCW vibes where AEW deals in the real life. Um, more, not reality TV per se, but using real names, like actually talking about real things that are going on outside, whereas WWE kind of has this filter where it's like, hey, nothing's happening on outside, yeah, and we're not affected by it. What I would like to see as AEW strip Moxley of the championship due to the corona ch- like, like issues, and then have, hear me out, 
because you don't want to have your champion off of TV for more than a month. It's not going to be, dude, COVID is usually a two week thing. If Renee is on the tail end of it now, even if Moxley starts showing symptoms today, he's only off TV for two weeks. If they strip him of the belt, they can keep, they can put the what you the, the belt in a tournament or um, in a triple threat match or something like that, and and keep the belt on TV. Yeah, but you can't justify stripping the guy of a title for getting sick if he's going to be back in two weeks. I can I can justify it. He's boring. No, that's no. As a company, as a promotion who has to justify this, you can't. How do you justify stripping him of his title because he happened to get sick on a worldwide pandemic and he'll be back in two weeks? No, it's not guaranteed that he'll be back in two weeks. He's not going to be gone in a month. We don't see the thing with COVID is that there's no actual guaranteed time frame. Okay, so you wait, you wait. If he's gone the 30 days, if he's gone the every promotion has a 30 day period. For whatever reason, it's always 30 days. If you can't defend your title within 30 days, then you get stripped. Unless you're Brock Lesnar in WWE. So would you strip him now because maybe it doesn't make any sense. Wait out the 30 days. And if it's not he's, like it's his fault. It's not like he's not showing up. If it's, if, it's, if it's his fault or not. Listen, your wife got... She got got. Like, that's, that's not our problem. You Sorry. wait 30 days. You have to at least... If nothing, you have to wait 30 days, no matter what. You can't just strip it today because his wife got sick and he might get sick. That's, that's uh, what not I'm saying. I'm not, but I'm, not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you wait 30 days. If... He still isn't competing. If he's still not on TV, you strip him of the title. Sure, I could I, that I can agree with, but you you don't do anything about it now. Right now, you just he's off TV, and you hope that Taz can can hold on for two weeks. Taz is a good talker, but there's only so much that he can do without really crossing the line. You know, sure. So then maybe you pivot away from this. Maybe you go, okay, look, Moxley's out indefinitely. Hopefully he'll be back sooner than later. Well, like I said, you you put it out there. Listen, I'm sorry, our champ's out right now with, you know, COVID. And you pivot Brian Cage doing something else. You you could do it like this. He was so ready and and, and geeked up talking against Moxley that to have that taken away from him, he goes into a fit of rage and starts beating up somebody else or starts beating up random people. And then that's it's how you keep it. Yeah. Then that's how you keep you keep him going strong. You keep him doing something while doing nothing. Um, we'll, we'll see about the Moxley stuff. I mean, his but champion. Uh, yeah, of course it's messed up, but his championship reign has been lackluster because of COVID. They can't really do much with it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think his AEW championship run has been worse than his WWE championship run. If I'm being honest, I don't know. I again, I I don't feel like it's fair to judge in the middle of this whole thing. You know. Yeah, I mean, and you have that right. Ugh. Um, I want to shift back to the speak out 
hashtag okay. speak out that's running on Twitter. We, okay. we alluded to earlier that uh, Terry Reynolds has made an appearance on the Key on Sports podcast and commented on an incident with Brock Lesnar while she was still with the company. Uh, this mm-hmm. is what she says while on the podcast. Brock did something that if if it was in today's day and time, you know, he showed his penis to me and called me and called my name and I was walking past where he was in the dressing room and opened his towel so I could see his manly bits. I would have been much I would have much rather him not be so disrespectful of a female that's been in the business for as long as I have been. He knew he was going to have a lot of power, uh, that they were going to give him the strap. But at, but at that point, I'd been in this business for a long time. I have respect, and what he did was very, very wrong. From respectful, for a respect standpoint, from a sexual harassment standpoint, it was wrong. So, um, Terry Reynolds, not happy that... Uh, the beast Brock Lesnar showed her his little beast Brock Lesnar when he was working for the company back in 0304. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, let's 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 be frank here, even though you're Jeremy and, and I'm Will, or you're Shades and I'm Thrill. I mean the way the world was in early 2000s versus today and this is not to make excuses but i'm saying the world was different then you know like that kind of stuff was almost expected like oh yeah look look brock's one of the guys (laughs) like it was almost uh, expected to call it locker room talk yeah exactly it was almost expected to be you know salacious and to, to sexually harass women I, it's, that's how things were then. And she's 100% right. If this had happened now, if Brock was in his early 20s in 2020 and he flashed, uh, I don't know, who's an equivalent to Terry Reynolds in modern day? Uh... Scarlett Bordeaux. If he flashed Scarlett Bordeaux, and I only say that because they have the same like managerial jobs, not in terms of their status in the company. Uh, or I mean, in the, at, that, in the business. You know, at that time, Terry wasn't a manager. She was more of a backstage personality. So she'd be like a Charlie Caruso. Okay, fine. Sure. So if Brock had done that to Charlie Caruso today, oh, forget it. This would be a whole thing. She would have, hopefully, would have reported it and or tweeted about it immediately. Brock would have been investigated and or suspended. And depending on how it shakes out, he could have been released. And that would have been the end of that. But back in 2003, 2004, like, the boys are laughing and the girls just walk away. Like, that's just, it's horrendous. But that's how things were then. Yeah. So, well, again, that's last... not to make an excuse. That's not to make an excuse. I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying it's, just, it's a reality of the situation. Yeah. So, our last bit of news before, I, I don't know where we go with the the rest of this this episode because it's it's been a doozy oh we wait wait since we're still talking about the um speaking out stuff we completely missed uh sammy Guevara. well you missed it you're not wwe remember all right yeah fair enough show enough so it came out and this is kind of where like 
I don't want to say witch hunting. Come when you when you when movements like this happen, there are people who are gonna go out and just start looking for stuff. And so, back in 2016, Sammy Guevara was doing an interview, and he made a horrendous comment about Sasha Banks, and made a joke about wanting to sexually abuse Sasha Banks, for lack of a better term. Um, he used the R word. Yeah, yeah. He said that he was going to, you know, whatever. And so this came out. It was made public during in the midst of his whole speaking out movement. As a result, he and Sasha Banks had she, – she went out and, and I think she tweeted that Sammy and her had a conversation that he yeah, apologized he, he called, for what he said. He, he called her. Yeah, that he called her, he apologized, he owned up to it, um, that they're, like, they cleared the air. Apparently she was not happy about it, so the conversation was much needed. And as a result, he has been suspended without pay until further notice, and he has agreed to undergo extensive sensitivity training, and um, and upon completion, his future within the company will be reevaluated. And then on top of that, his suspension pay will go towards the uh, the women's center of Jacksonville. So, I look. This is this is a, a young kid. I mean, Sammy Guevara is still young, but in 2016, he had to be what, like, 18 years old or something. This is just this is a, a dumb young kid making dumb young comments. And again, this is not to excuse him. This is not to invalidate the seriousness of what he said. But in in terms of lumping him together with everything else that's been done and said, obviously this is, you know, on the lesser end. He apologized. He seems to understand that I was just a dumb young kid making dumb young kid statements. And Sasha seems to, like, you know, they bury the hatchet and they're fine. So it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. AEW did what they absolutely had to do, and they handled it perfectly, in my opinion. But you know, it is what it is. Sammy, Sammy, you gotta learn from your mistakes. You know, even if they're mistakes that you made a while ago, you gotta learn from them. Absolutely. So, moving on to a much, 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 much lighter note. For those of you who have the WWE Network and are subscribed to them, if you noticed. The last episode of The Last Ride came out last Sunday, and it was a very, very telling episode. So, AJ Styles and Undertaker are seen backstage. You know, Undertaker has his camera crew following him around. While him and AJ are talking, he tells the camera crew to, like, like, hey, like, stay back for a second. And later on in the episode, uh, AJ calls Taker and he's just like, hey, uh, I heard that you said you, you may want to do one more match. How about a match with me at WrestleMania? And Triple H, Austin, and I think Shawn Michaels were saying that AJ Styles is the best wrestler on two feet on planet earth right now. And you know, me being an AJ Styles fan, mm-hmm. that's fan true. Boy, you forgot boy. You forgot fan boy. 
I wouldn't say fanboy. Boy, boy, fan man, fan man. <laughs> Sounds like a corny comic book wrestler that a thirteen-year-old kid came up with. Six, I'm six, fan six, man. Six one, two hundred twenty-five pounds. I ain't no boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying. But all jokes aside, you know, like Undertake, he, AJ, AJ's trying to sell him on the match. You've done your best work with with guys who are smaller than you. A la Shawn Michaels, Triple H, CM Punk, you had some of your best matches. We can put, we can like, we can tear down the house, you and I. And it, and Taker's like, you know what? Like, let me think about it. You know, I'm I'm not giving you a decision. And obviously, you know, because we're from the future. And if you're listening to this before you listen to <laughs> any other episodes, the match happened. That birthed the Boneyard match because of the current climate, which is COVID-19. Again, if you're listening to this in the future, you don't know about COVID-19. You got flying cars right now. COVID's a thing of the past. 2020 was a weird year. They teach it to you in school. You probably fell asleep. Yeah, like Telling our kids about the year 2020, we're going to have to crack open a cold one, light up a little bit of the devil's lettuce, and uh, (laughs) relax this stressful year. So so Taker Taker says that he got everything he wanted out of that boneyard match. Okay. Um he stated that the boneyard match with uh AJ Styles may very well be his last match he ever wrestles. Says that me riding off on my motorcycle after the match is like the lone cowboy riding off into the sunset on his horse. And after the episode aired, WWE tweets out, thank hashtag thank you Taker with a still picture of Taker throughout the years. So does this mean Taker is done? Finally, I mean, you and I, you know, I I like to consider myself more of an old school guy and you more of a new school guy because, you know, you were up on the indies and I was there, you know, Mm -hmm. on the ground floor, essentially. Mm -hmm. When you're an old school guy, you go out on your back. You go out looking at the lights. Mm-hmm. Taker did not. Right. Now, the Undertaker character is completely different from any other character that we have come across. Mm-hmm. So there has this sort of mystique, this sort of aura with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. The Bonier match, for what it was, was really good, you know? Mm-hmm. For the certain the, the circumstances that we were living in, it was really good. Theatrically, yep. it was really good. And to 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 watch that documentary and hear that uh, Undertaker, Mark Calloway's brother, passed away days before they aired like they, they shot that match is crazy. Yeah. So is this Taker's last match? Who knows? 
do we hope it's his last match? And that I can proudly say that AJ Styles was Undertaker's last match. I'm fine with that. But yeah. he does he does say in the closing moments of the episode, he's like, I don't know. You know, I, he's like, I, right now I don't have the urge to get back in there. But if Vince ever needs, you know, a ringer, he can always call me up. And I don't yeah. like that. You're 55 years old, man. The, the the last two matches that you've had, three matches that you've had, was that awful tag team match with DX and Kane. The Bill Goldberg match, two horrendous matches. And then you had that tag team match at Extreme Rules with Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, not Baron Corbin, um, Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, which was mm. good. It was passable. Right. To close your books with AJ Styles, just do it, man. Right so, off to the top, like you did. Yeah, I mean, like, so yeah, sure. You're you're definitely more old school than I am because you know you were watching back tapes of like '80s stuff when I I, I wasn't doing any of that. Um, but I do consider myself some of, something of a traditionalist when it comes to professional wrestling, somewhat. Mm-hmm. And so I agree. I, I do. You know, you're supposed to go out on your back. That's how it works. And so the fact that he didn't kind of bothers me a little bit. But at the same time, like the like you said, the match was good for what it was. It was a send off. You drove away. Fine. As you know, you did it against AJ. You, it was this big theatrical thing. You know what? If this is it, cool. Would I have preferred it to be in front of a live audience with AJ in a match where AJ goes over and it's not WrestleMania? Yes. To me, that that have been my ideal situation. Taker versus AJ in a packed SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Actually, I would prefer Survivor Series. Start a Survivor Series and a Survivor Series. That's corny, um, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, I would have preferred Survivor Series, Packed House, AJ Styles, Styles goes over, Taker's gone. But in lieu of that, I'll take this. Um, it's it. So, as as someone who grew up an Undertaker fan, always like even when he was a heel in the Ministry of Darkness, I was always an Undertaker fan. It's really deflating for me that I found out about his retirement through the grapevine. Because I, I didn't watch this episode. And, like, I hate the fact that we had to do this after the fact. WrestleMania was, what, two months ago? Give or take. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, he retired two months ago. Like, wait, wait, what do you what do you mean? I don't, I don't get to have the moment to honor a guy that I've been watching my enti- literally my entire life. Because he debuted the same year I was born. Like, it stinks. But this is also wrestling. And if Ric Flair and Mick Foley and numerous other people have ever taught us, retiring in professional wrestling does not always mean retiring in professional wrestling. I mean, Tito Santana's in his 70s. 
and he's still wrestling small indie shows every once in a while. You know, like it's it's hard to to try that 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 pop from the crowd yeah. is is a rush of adrenaline that you like. Are you you would know this because you know you've played in front of a live crowd. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that. So it's orgasmic. One hundred percent. You can't replicate it. It's un, It's unreal. So it's the, like Triple H said it a bunch of times in, in, in throughout the series. He's like chasing the dragon. Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. AJ was that dragon, and Taker's done. You know. Yeah. And good on him. He's fifty-five years old. Walk away before you're you're forced out. You know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And if this is it, then I'm happy for him. And I hope this is it. I, I'm worried that Vince McMahon, because he knows how loyal Mark Calloway is to Vince McMahon, will take advantage of that and just, you know, use that, that card. Hey, hey, Mark, I need you. I need you. I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, after. Oh, after the tag team match with Roman Reigns. Uh, Undertaker, well, Mark Calloway's on on record saying he went backstage. And he's like, I'm done. And Vince yeah. is like, Yeah, you know. He's like, No, no, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm done. I, I got to reevaluate things, and and then I will go from there. And Vince was just like, Whatever your decision is, I will stand by it. So, like, as as much you know, gripe we give Vince McMahon for being you know a a, a jagoff. Mm-hmm. He really cares about Mark Calloway or The Undertaker or whatever you want to call him right now. You know, he cares about that person. So I'm hoping that this. I'm hoping that WrestleMania doesn't roll around because uh, what was it? The WrestleMania that we were at um, last year, yeah, 35. Uh, Taker was there, but he was there as a fan. He wasn't there as a a wrestler. He was just like. And he was just like, "How it's killing him that he's not performing." And I was like, "Hey, the one, the one time we're freaking here, you don't show up. What the hell?" I know. But we got Cena. We got Cena in the Babe Ruth jersey. Yeah, Cena was fun, but again, as someone we've seen Cena before, exactly. I want to take her, man. I want to take her. Whatever. I've only seen Taker once. Same live. Yeah, I've only seen Taker live once. I saw him at a house show. I saw him at a Monday Night Raw that my father took me to when I was younger. And I still want to ju- like rob that kid that had the Bret Hart glasses. I saw him at a house show at the garden that my brother took me to. And I wanted to buy Taker merch, but I, it was all ugly. So I got a mm-hmm. cane mask and two cool sunglasses instead. <laughs> Of course you did. Bro, I wore those two cool sunglasses every day for like six months. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a horrible friend. I know you are. I can I can I already know it's fine. It's fine. Hey, that's Rikishi. Exactly. I I, I know. I can already hear it. I can already hear it. Because you're round and brown. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, 
There's so much bumper material here. You're going to have the pick of the litter, my friend. Because you're round and brown. I hate you so very much. Oh so my the God. last... Just, you know, imagine if I had long hair back then, too. I mean, I didn't. I just imagine. dyed it yellow. Oh, my God. I had blonde hair at the time. That's your Halloween oh. costume for, like, the last... The, the next three years. Oh, my God. It's like... You have, like, Little Joe and Minardi just, like, be Scotty too hottie and, like, bring that to sex in. You guys are killing <laughs> Speaking of wits, shout-outs to Minardi, who I've seen twice this week. It's like he's stalking me. I'm having to have to file some allegations against him. Oh, no. Shades. Bad. Bad shades. No. Bad shades. Hear me out. Hear me out. He's keeping Paige away from us. I want to see that that beautiful girl of his. Chloe? Chloe, excuse me, not Paige. Paige is the mama. <laughs> Paige's baby mama. That's a different conversation. Oh my god. You, you don't have Snap you don't have Snapchat, right? Right, Thrill? No, no I do not. There's, there was a video that, that, that Joe Joey put up a couple weeks ago of Chloe just like she made a sound. And like instant, instant baby plague for me. I'm like, man, oh, yeah. she's, she's cute as a button. She's cute as a oh, button. cute as a cute as can be. Fact. But let's um, let's, let's, let's on, finish let's, off on the news. Yeah, I wanna I wanna go back to Taker. So if this is his retirement, oh. if this okay. is his retirement, um, again, I don't know about you, Shades, but I he I've always been a huge fan of his, whether it was. Ministry of Darkness, which is the earliest memories I have of him. Um, American Badass. I was down um, when he came back. I think I was done with wrestling by the time he came back as Big Evil. Um, but like every incarnation, I've always been an Undertaker fan. So if this is his retirement, I do want to say, you know, quote unquote, you know, hashtag thank you, Taker. Because seriously, I mean, I love the guys, what he did in the ring for 30 years. Um I would be remiss if I didn't say something, if I didn't, you know, thank and acknowledge the fact that he is one of the reasons why I've been a wrestling fan for the majority of my life. At any time that I was watching wrestling, I was always a Taker fan. You know, I had his action figures. I had, you know, the, the his theme music. I would dress up like him when I could. You know, I, I was definitely, I was always jealous of all his tats and his goatee and his everything like I, I have to say, if this is it, thank you, Mark Calloway. Thank you, Undertaker. Um, and I'd like to, I mean, I mean, if you want, I kind of would, I think it's cool if we can think about, like, maybe favorite Undertaker moments in 30 years. I don't know. Um, Throwing mankind off the hell in the cell. I mean, that's what's, the easy one. What's one of my favorite moments, simply because... I thought I watched a grown man die that day. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what I'll never forget? And I know this is like a weird memory or moment to think of. I'll never forget when he came back and debuted as the American Badass. Because I remember. Right? Yep. Came out. I remember watching that pay per view and like. I, I mean, I was a kid at the time, so I didn't realize that there was such a thing as dirt, sh- dirt sheets and all that stuff. But apparently, like, there was buzz in the air that he was coming back. Because my brother had said, oh, I think Undertaker's coming back tonight. And I was like, what? No way. Really? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. 
So we're watching the show. It's the main event. And, you know, there's there the, there's a, there, you know, the, the bad guys, the heels are beating up on the faces. I forget who the match was. And then I just remember the gong. Are you scared? He's here. And then the, you know, Kid Rock American Badass song kicks in. And it's Undertaker in a leather trench coat and a bandana. And I was just like, what is happening? And he rolls down in his motorcycle and just starts laying waste to people. And I remember... Yeah. And I remember geeking out so hard. I was... uh, To use wrestling terms that we would use now, I was marking out, bro. I was just beside myself, yelling at my TV, hooting and hollering that The Undertaker was laying waste to these guys. So that's one thing that, as like dumb as it may seem to those who probably know more of his 30-year career, sure, his WrestleMania matches have been amazing. His Survivor Series debut was awesome. You know, Brothers of Destruction, his first championship win against Stone, all these things, fine, cool, awesome. But for, I'll never forget that night when he debuted as American Badass. Uh, for me... I think the one that stands out, uh, aside from the obvious McFoley match, uh, would be when he got jumped by a bunch of heels and was buried alive, and his face showed up on the Titantron and kind of like levitated out of the Titantron. Like for that, that sticks out of me. Okay. So. Oh, well, Shades, obviously, in the world of professional wrestling, sometimes there are good things. I promise. I promise there are. <laughs> well, like the last two weeks, <laughs> bunch, bunch of bad seeds. At the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. Good seed, bad seed. What you got? I don't think I have a good seed this week. Okay. My bad seed is everyone involved in the sexual allegations. Yeah. That's can't I, I can't disagree with that. Um, if you're gonna go there, cool, awesome. So you can hold that one. I'm going to give my bad seed to the WWE for how they've handled the coronavirus situation from the beginning. That's a good because one too. Now, now we have over 24 different people testing positive and now it's affecting another promotion as well. So that's, that's a big bad seed for them and good seed. I just finished spilling my guts about it. So I'm going to give it to the career of Mark Calloway as the undertaker. Okay. I have my seed. AJ oh, okay. Styles. AJ Styles being his potentially last match. That's a good I'm seed gonna, for me. That works for me, too. Mr. TNA versus Mr. WWE. Yeah, yeah. I wow. dig it. I dig it. Well, folks, that's going to wrap up this wild episode of Grapples to Apples. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, you got iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible because we really appreciate it. As always, 
I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. Join remotely by my hetero life, mate. Tell them who you are, man. Man, the hour, man with the power. Too damn sweaty to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top, your boy, the general, Shades. Don't forget to check out any of our episodes you might have missed in the past and all of our episodes in the future. Because an apple a day is a bad rest of the way. Peace. Peace and love.